Good morning. Is it still morning? It is. It is. I was so excited after last night's Bible journaling. That Bible journaling was like a high. And um, it was so much fun. Engaging with God's people. Engaging with the word of God. And so we went from, I came home from that and I could not go to sleep last night. I was so excited. Just literally, it felt like I was on a high. So I didn't go to sleep after three this morning. I slept in a little bit and then I had staff meeting that I needed to do. And so now we're getting to this. I'm glad you guys are joining me today. It is March 3. We are on Proverbs 3. And this all makes me so happy. So excited. Okay. Um, we start right out the shoot with my son. Let me get this a little bit more comfortable to my setup here. My son, forget not my law, let thine heart keep my commandment. Oh, goodness. Parents... I, I always, as a person who, you know, anytime you're parenting children, you always make mistakes. That's how it is. So if you're a young parent on here, you're going to make mistakes. Chill out. It's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Just keep giving it all to the Lord. <laughs> make apologies if you have to. It is what it is. So I do um, sort of, I know the pinch of the sting of, wishing you'd done something better or different. And so I hate putting that out here in such a broad group, but I do need to um, give that word to young moms, young parents that are hearing this. Um, the, the importance in your home that you are very consistent with law and commandment. We're, we're not saying my son Forget not the good memories we made at Disney World. My son, forget not that I gave you a really good Christmas. My son, forget not that we took great vacations. The most important thing that parents can pass down to their children is law and commandment. Law and commandment. Law and commandment. And then you've got to, anytime you've got a law and commandment, you've got to have a, a sheriff in town to make sure it's, the law and commandment is, is taken care of. Um, and the importance of law and commandment. Uh, let's see. I made some, some notes here. The importance of law and commandment is that you will have the, the child who does not forget the law and the commandment. They have length of days. Now, as an adult, thinking about all you have to get done. If law and commandment gives you length of days, so length of days, length comes from a Hebrew word, auric, and it means physical length of time, but it also means forbearance, self-restraint of patience. So the ability to endure difficult days. The If you've got law and commandment, if your parents have properly instilled in you law and commandment, you're going to be able to have forbearance when days get difficult. 
You're going to be able to be patient when those days get difficult. So having length of days is very important because days are going to get difficult. They are. Any of any adult listening to this knows that day after day after day is not party after party after party. It is, there's some difficulty. There's some bills to pay. There's some relationships to fix. There's, it's hard. Life is hard. And so having patience and self-restraint, restraint for those length of days is very important. And then length of days and long life. Long life um, of course we know what life means, but the word long means a division or measure of time, an indication of age. And so being able to have patience and have the strength to get through difficult days, length of days, and then also live a long life. But, but nobody wants to live a long life if we're if we are in pain and sick and, and, you know, just the, the worst of the worst scenarios that you can imagine. But the cool thing about forgetting not the law and letting your heart keep the commandments is that even though days might get difficult and you got to be patient and you might live a long time, peace is a part of the length of days in the long life. And this word peace is you might have heard the word shalom. It's common for people to say shalom in the Jewish community when they greet each other. It's like, hello, it's how you doing? Um, shalom is a greeting. And the word shalom means, of course, it, it's peace, but it means completeness, soundness, welfare, peace, health, prosperity, contentment, friendship, Oh yeah. So, you know, we might have length of days, which it doesn't mean that, that, um, every day is going to be, um, perfect, but it means if you've got law and commandments in you, it means you're going to have the patience and the ability to endure the difficult days and long life. So you're going to live a long time. You're going to have a long life, but it's not going to be a long life of, uh, of regret and resentment. No, you're going to also have peace. And peace means those length of days and those long lives are going to have completeness, soundness. This has to do with your mind, welfare, your whole well-being, health, prosperity, contentment, and friendships. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, the power of law and commandment. Law and commandment. Do not shun law and commandment because whenever you're in an environment that has law and commandment, the outcome is strength, long life, and this beautiful long list of what this world is starving for. This world is starving for this definition of peace right now. And it's wrapped up in what they are resisting. This world resists law and resists commandments. Nobody wants to be told what to do. But all this goodness that they seek is directly tied to law and commandment. And so then we get to verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. 
I've got to write down verse three right here. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. So this is, I don't care if you look at this like a, like a, a, a chain of slavery or like a necklace, but bind it about your neck. I don't care how you have to do it and write it on the table of your heart. Get it chiseled in there. Why? So you'll find favor and good understanding. Favor means grace, charm, acceptance, and elegance. And good understanding means insight, good sense. Some more definitions of favor is approval, support, an act of kindness beyond what is due. So how do you get favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man? Well, you get favor and good understanding when you combine verses one through four. Now I'm going to go back a little bit. Let's go to verse three and look at mercy and truth. These are mercy and truth are two opposite ends of how you conduct yourself. We may have, not may have, we should have mercy on people's lives. We should live a life of mercy, but we should also live a life of truth. And it's hard to balance these two because here's why. Truth is actually really hard to live by. Um, a lot of times when you're living by truth, of course, this is, this is narrow is the way that leads to life. This is narrowing things down. When you live by truth, you don't have a your truth and a my truth. That is nonsense. You don't have a your truth and a my truth. Truth is truth, period. And in, in living by truth, it, it's hard to do. And so when you're doing a hard thing, I'm going to use the scenario of children. When children are, are doing a hard thing and are obeying their mom and dad and a sibling or a friend on the playground is doing the not hard thing, that kid wants to go tell whoever the grown-up is that they're not doing the right thing because truth is hard to do. <laughs> and if I've got to do it, you've got to do it. That's sort of our feeling about truth. If I've got to do it, you've got to do it. And so my, my mom and dad are about to come in. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm, I'm doing Bible study. Oh, you are. You, want it, you can come sit or you can wait, whichever you want. Um, so in truth, um, you've got firmness, sureness, faithfulness, reliableness, spoken in, in your spoken truth, how you testify about people in your judgment about people in your doctrine about people, and you're assured of how you live. And so when you are living by truth, it's very important that you are deliberate to include mercy. And mercy is giving goodness 
to those people who are not living like you are living, being kind to people who are not living like you are living, having faithfulness, being good, having pity. And so you've got to find this balance of mercy and truth. But in the process of doing that, when you combine verses one through four, where you've got law and commandment, and you've got mercy and truth, the outcome is favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So, and of course, we just talked about what favor and understanding is. This is priceless to have favor and understanding in the sight of God and man is priceless. There, there is, this will get you ahead when your boss will not give you a raise. Favor and understanding in the sight of God and man will get you ahead when your boss will not get you ahead. It will get you ahead when you do not have friendships. Being, having law and commandment, living in law and commandment with mercy and truth equals favor with God and man. So seek those things out. This is what you seek out. You don't need to spend your life seeking favor you don't need to spend your life seeking favor. You need to spend your life seeking law and commandment, being merciful and truthful. And if you'll spend your life seeking these things, the outcome will be these things. Okay? So let's move on in chapter three. We've got um, verses nine and 10 come together. I, I, I don't have time right now to teach about tithing and offering, but I'm going to tell you the outcome of honoring the Lord with your substance. That means your physical things, your, the first fruits of your increase. This is tithing and offering. The outcome of tithing and offering is that you're going to have plenty and, and the, the, the things that, that are bountiful will not just be bountiful. They will burst out. They will, your increase, you won't be able to contain your increase, but you've got to honor the Lord with your substance. That's physical things. Honor the Lord with your physical things and the first fruits. This is referencing tithing and offering. And then you've got to remember that the Lord does chasten. There are situations that we are doing wrong and the Lord chastens us and we cannot despise those things. We cannot be weary of his correction, okay? Because correction is um, a sign of who the Lord delights in, who the Lord loves. I'm going to tell you right now that if my house is a mess and I don't truly trust people <laughs> I'm not asking them to come help me clean my house because I don't, I don't trust them with the, the ugly parts of me. So, and the same goes with correcting um, people. If I don't trust that people receive my correction, I'm not going to give it. Okay. And so whom the Lord loves, if he trusts you, he's going to correct you. So don't despise the chastening. It means he trusts you to get yourself in order. He trusts that you love him enough to get those things in order. Okay. Now, this is super, super important. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. We've already looked at wisdom multiple times here. 
Happy is the man that finds wisdom. This is a skill, the ability to administer shrewdness, prudence, which means insight and good sense, being ethical. So happy is the person that discovers how to do these things and the man that getteth understanding. Understanding is intelligence or insight. So these things come through through pursuing them. You've got to pursue wisdom, but also these things are, are gifted if you are seeking wisdom. These things are gifted to people who are seeking after wisdom. When Solomon, when God said, God basically gave Solomon a magic a lamp. He's like, ask for whatever you want. What do you want? I'm going to give it to you. And Solomon said, give me wisdom. And because he pursued and asked God for wisdom, this was gifted to him. And so when you pray, ask God for wisdom. Of course, you need to watch the video yesterday to look at how you pursue wisdom. It's, it's all about prayer. It's super cool. But, but also seek out understanding. This might mean some classes, might mean some video Bible studies like you're doing right now, sitting down and getting some understanding. And that, that is opening your your literal physical mind, the Lord will open your brain to understand some things and you'll get insight when you pursue wisdom and understanding. So happy is the man that findeth wisdom and getteth understanding. This is so important. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to end. I think, uh, I do want to end with this. I am going to end with this. I've got other notes down here, but I'm not going to keep on them today. I'm going to end right here with the importance and the power of this wisdom and understanding. Okay. Now let's go down here and look at verse 19. This is how powerful wisdom and understanding is by wisdom, by this thing right here that you can have you. I don't care if you're a homeless person watching this video. I don't care if you're living in a mansion watching this video. I don't care if you did not succeed in school. I don't care if you've never been to college. I don't care if you don't have money. I don't care what your station is in life. You can find wisdom and understanding. And by wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding... He established the heavens. <laughs> this is how powerful wisdom and understanding is. This is how powerful it is and why you should get it. Why you should expend your time, your energy, your, your finances, whatever it takes. Whoever you have to get with. Whatever prayer meetings you have to have, whatever Bible studies you have to have, I don't, this is how powerful wisdom and understanding is. This, by wisdom and understanding, the Lord founded the earth and, and established the heavens. That's how powerful it is. I'm going to point out one more way that wisdom is so powerful. Wisdom, when you read all these verses, wisdom and understanding, the merchandise is better than gold, right? It just talks about it's more precious than rubies. 
all, whatever you desire, it can't even compare to wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand. Left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. We've, of course, already described what, um, where is it at? What peace is, length of days, what the, what, we've already talked about all that earlier in this, in this video, but look at this. She is a tree of life, a tree of life. Now, when's the last time you heard about a tree of life? It's important. It's way over here in Genesis. We're going to look at it real quick. Genesis chapter two. <laughs> this is so cool. Genesis chapter two. Come on. There we go. There's chapter one. There's chapter two. What are we looking for? Two, nine. Two, nine. And out of the ground, two, nine. Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. And this is how important that tree of life was. When Adam and Eve sinned, let's look at Genesis 3, 24, I think it is. 3, let me double check. Yep, 24. 324. When Adam and Eve sinned, the tree of life was so important that, that God placed cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep or to guard people from the tree of life. Now look at here, what wisdom will give you access to. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. If you will gain wisdom and understanding, you get access beyond those flaming swords to the tree of life. Happy is everyone that retaineth her. Isn't that so cool? I love it so much. I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Have a great day.